missing them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, You know, I have a tendency to look at these events that take place and try and find a broader understanding or broader context for them. Sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't. Sometimes they exist, sometimes they don't. But I'm looking at this gun control debate where liberty is almost never discussed, individualism's almost never discussed, the history of the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment are never discussed. I have a piece here I want to discuss later from CNBC. 48% of Americans support a universal basic income. That's half the country. We've got more and more people who embrace socialism over capitalism. There's a common theme here. There's a common theme here. I think that many of our fellow Americans no longer embrace liberty as a top priority. Now, don't get me wrong. They want to be free to go to the fast food restaurant or free to go to a movie or free to buy an iPhone or free to text. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about fundamental liberty. Conversely, I think most Americans believe that redistribution of wealth, that entitlements, even the name, health care, schooling, pensions, are a right. And therefore, any amount of collaboration with politicians who use the force of law unconstitutionally to remove assets from people who've actually earned them, to give them to somebody else, some preferred constituent group, or whatever, based on whatever the government defines a particular group as, is not only necessary, it's actually compassionate. I think this is the mindset now for many Americans in this country. For many Americans in this country. There are two websites. One is called Media Matters and the other is called, what is it, Raw Story, Mr. Producer? Very, very left-wing websites. In many ways, hate sites. Basically mouthpieces for the radical left and the Democrat Party. And they find the discussion of our history of capitalism versus socialism of the Constitution, of the value of the individual, of a moral order, virtue, faith, all these things that make up our country boring. So they're in a propaganda effort that when I discuss these things, as I did Sunday on Fox with the great Dr. Walter Williams, it's boring. And yet, there are millions of you 
who want this discussed. These are the foundational principles of our society, our civil society. And I know this because the ratings just came in for Sunday night. And what's interesting about these ratings, my program's 10 p.m. at at night. It's at the very edge of primetime night. In the all-important 25-54 demographic, that's the age group. We were the highest rated show, primetime night on Fox. Almost the highest 12 plus. And yet, in every age category, we beat CNN and MSNBC. I didn't tell you that, did I, Mr. Producer? For the first show. So the the propaganda on the left is, this stuff's boring. And yet, when you have other shows on Fox... And I'll talk radio, which are very passionate and high-strung and guess, 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 guess. They attack that, too. But I want you to know, we're going to continue doing this because I want to reinvigorate you. And I want to reach as many people as I can who may not have even heard these arguments before. So we're not going to be deterred by the very people and propagandists who brought us to this place. But I think this is very, very important. CNBC, 48% of Americans support a universal basic income. Represents an enormous increase in support, said an associate professor at Georgetown University. And he's an advocate, of course, for universal basic income. He says it's very promising. What that means is the federal government determines what people need to live on comfortably and then people receive that amount of money from you. Now can you imagine the impact on this society? If we expanded welfare, which is already Extensive. To the point where people are guaranteed a universal income? Can you imagine the effect on the psyche of the nation? Can you imagine more people trying to line up at the border to get in here? Can you imagine the economic impact? Even more, can you imagine the control the government has over the individual who relies 100% or close for his or her sustenance? From the government. Can you imagine the power of the Democrat Party? There are constant efforts underway, whether it's open borders, whether it's citizenship for legal aliens, whether it's indoctrination in our school systems, whether it's pushing the left's agenda as science, like climate change or what have you. A constant effort to redefine this country and redefine what liberty means to redefine what equality means to redefine this country 
And so I am going to spend every moment I have behind a microphone, every moment I have in front of a TV, every moment, whether it's cable TV, Levin TV, Levin Radio, or my books, pressing the case and the moral case for personal, individual liberty. Not anarchy. Not anarchy. Not chaos. But a constitutional government in a civil society which respects individual liberty. Now here's what I know. I know that with the media the way it is today, whether it's network TV, satellite TV, cable TV, digital TV, whether it's social media, I know that this goes against the flow. I know people just want to be able to hit websites, other sites, get 14 stories, and focus myopically on that. But you get that every day, all day long, don't you? Every day, all day long. And so what happens is, rather than taking one or two things, whether they're in the news or not, and extrapolating from it, giving some context to it, applying it to what it goes on today, trying to find a historical basis to embrace it or reject it, that comports with our history, with our with our principles. We just become yep 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 bouncing from one topic to the next. And so, from time to time, at least, we're going to slow that down. The debate over guns isn't a debate over guns. It's the debate over liberty. What we do about guns isn't a debate over a statute. It's a debate over the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. What we do to protect our kids isn't a debate over guns. It's a debate over security in the classrooms, in these school systems. The effort by the media and the left, Democrats, some Republicans to redefine issues, to use different labels, to brand in an appealing, passionate way, to draw people into their their ideology, must be fought. It must be fought. I'll be right back. Real live, recent example. Barack Obama, this is all over the Internet, at MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference on Friday. All over the Internet. I believe it's on the Drudge Report and other places, too. I want you to listen to his propaganda here. Cut three, go. The most powerful way in which that culture is being shaped right now is the balkanization of our public conversation. 
Now, that's very interesting. Leave it right there. The balkanization of our public conversation. Luis Gutierrez today called the people in the Trump House working on immigration racists. Maxine Waters has called the president racist, demanding his impeachment. You've seen the lib media talk about the president as being deranged, mentally ill, a xenophobe, a racist, and on and on. It's nonstop. Watch CNN. Watch MSNBC. They're in the gutter. Watch the Democrat Party. In the gutter. Now, the individual who unleashed all of this in recent times is Barack Obama. Barack Obama is an Alinskyite. Balkanization is the name of the game. Personal attacks are the name of the game. You can do it with a smile. And that's what he did. He helped unleash the most radical elements of the Democrat Party. Dianne Feinstein is one of the most radical gun grabbers America has ever known. Couldn't get the endorsement of her party in California. Bernie Sanders gets 45% of the vote in the Democrat primary. He's a communist. Of course, he won't call himself a communist. In the old days, he didn't mind. But now he's, you know, he's reinventing himself. So they're concerned about the balkanization of our public conversation. Was he concerned about it when he was president? Of course not. Go ahead. Um, this was already happening in the, with the advent of uh, talk radio and cable. So this has already been happening with the advent of talk radio and cable. The president hates conservative talk radio, and he hates cable. See, the thing about conservative talk radio, I will talk positively about my colleagues, even though they, they essentially ignore each other or take shots at each other. So a lot of smart people in conservative talk radio, local and national. A lot of smart people. Most of us can only do this for three hours a day. But it goes on. From 6 a.m. in the morning to midnight. There are a lot of different personalities in conservative talk radio. Some are smarter than others. Some are more provocative than others. Some are more educated than others. But it has been nothing but a positive contribution to this society. We are attacked constantly even by other conservatives who wish they had the audiences that we have, but they haven't earned them. It's a guy, Matt Sheffield, I think his name is. He used to write for Newsbusters. He was a conservative. Can't stop attacking conservative talk radio, including me. He's the David Brock of Salon or wherever he writes now. <clears throat> we see this all over the place. Look at Joe Scarborough. 
When Joe Scarborough wanted to be a congressman from a Republican area, he was a conservative. Then, when he flipped out, he attacked conservatives, claiming conservatives have changed, you know. Now, of course, he's a leftist who has as his goal the trashing of the President of the United States each and every morning. Conservative talk radio is one of the few areas of public life, talk radio, where conservatives are in the majority. And they hate it. And they hate us. In fact, they've created an organization. Criminal front group, in my view, because they have a non-profit status, even though they don't deserve it. Media Matters. Media Matters has as its mission to destroy the conservative talk format and the Fox News cable format. Every single day. It's a propaganda wing for the government. For the Democrat government. And so it's very interesting that Obama talks about the balkanization of our public conversation, and then he attacks. He attacks those of us who are in talk radio, and of course, Fox News, cable. I'm not done with this. I'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting. And you can join in at 877-381-3811. See, balkanization and disunity are necessary for the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is a party of disparate ethnic groups, disparate economic groups, disparate religious groups. And you might say, well, that's good. No, no, no. You don't understand what I mean. Groups. They don't go for the individual voter. They put people in groups. It's also how they govern. People are in groups. There's the dreamers. And then there's the white people. And there's the this. And then there's the those people. And then there's the rich people. And the that people. Their entire uh, political effort is divide and conquer. They cannot tolerate a United States. They cannot tolerate a society in which people get along. It is a constant push of jealousy, of anger, reaching a point of violence in many cases. There have to be disputes to be resolved by the Democrats. There has to be inequality. There will never be equality, economic equality, any kind of equality. It will never be enough. And as for liberty, and we're going to spend a lot of time on this in the days and weeks ahead, they don't view liberty as you and I do as an individual, human, unalienable right. Liberty is something that comes from government. Free this, free that, free this and free that. That's not liberty. But that's how they define it, and they succeed at it. But let's go back to Obama. Let's start at the top. Cut three, go. The most powerful way in which that culture is being shaped right now is the balkanization of our public conversation. Um, this was already happening in the, with the advent of uh, talk radio and cable. So it precedes the Internet. 
Uh, it has accelerated. And by the way, let me let me just say this. Let me educate the president of the United States. Talk radio has been around a very very long time. As a matter of fact, when I was 13 or 14 years old in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia, I had a radio. Radio Shack radio next to my bed. My parents would tell you this. And every night I would go to bed listening to the radio. And it had a big antenna. Back then, pretty much all AM radio. It was FM, but mine was an AM radio. And when I wasn't listening to talk radio in Philadelphia, and there were many really good local conservative talk radio hosts. Many. And uh, I would try and reach some of the hosts who were in New York City. And of course, growing up, my favorite host was Bob Grant. He bounced from WABC to WOR. He was also in Philly at one point or another. And they tried to destroy Bob Grant over the years, too. They did. So talk radio has been around a very, very long time. A very long time. What is upsetting to the left is as a result of President Reagan's FCC in 1986 taking steps to deregulate radio and TV that the corporate model for radio changed and the corporate model for talk radio changed. But for the steps that the Reagan administration took in 1986, you wouldn't hear me. You wouldn't hear Hannity. You wouldn't hear Rush. You wouldn't hear all the nationally syndicated shows. And it drives them nuts. Because there are countervailing views. You know, I joke about the backbenchers. It's really about a half a dozen guys or gals who really don't play fair, who steal stuff from other hosts. I just have no stomach for that stuff. But there are hundreds of conservative talk show hosts. And when I get to talk to them at the local level, they are good. They are good. And most of them are sharp. And most of them are solid. And this is what drives the left nuts. From town to town, from state to state, and nationally. It drives them nuts. And yet you can put us all together. And we still cannot beat the three big networks when it comes to their news broadcasts. We still can't. And what really has them concerned now is in addition to AM and FM radio, which we refer to as terrestrial radio, there's now satellite radio. And one of the most popular stations on satellite radio, Sirius XM, is the Patriot Channel. That drives them nuts. But in addition to terrestrial radio and satellite radio, there's digital radio which you can pull up in any of your handheld devices, on your iPads, on your PC, on your Mac. 
You can download it on your iPod. I have millions and millions of listeners who listen to this show digitally. Or they go on the Mark Levin app or the iHeartRadio app. I'm just giving examples now. There's not a single liberal commentator who can command, who can command, excuse me, that kind of an audience. None. And it's not just because they're not entertaining. It's not just because they're not passionate or whatever it is. It's because you get it already. You hear all the pablum on the news programs, on TV, on network cable and satellite and uh, TV. You read it in the New York Times and the Washington Post if you want to lower yourselves. It's endless. It's 90, 95% of the media out there. The real ideas don't come from the left. You can really sum up the left quite simply, can't you? Government control of the individual. Now they can dress it up as weather and climate, dress it up as health care, dress it up as immigration, but that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. But conservatives, good hosts, are about ideas. Ideas. And more ideas. In some ways, I feel sorry for the so-called intellectual left. How barren and boring it must be to have your 12 talking points some less, and just repeat them time and time and time again. This is why I strongly discourage my colleagues in this business from just reading off sites and becoming parrots. Conservatism, constitutionalism, Americanism, if you will, has so much to offer. We have all the ideas. Our arguments are about freedom. Our arguments are about the individual. Our arguments are about the family. Our arguments are about the civil society and what it means. Our arguments are about growth and creating wealth and creating jobs. Their arguments are always the same. Take from X, give to Y, and make sure Z, the government, gets a piece of it. That's it. Endless. Endless. Go ahead, cut three, please. With the internet. But essentially, we now have uh, entirely different realities that are being created. Uh, with not just different opinions, but now different facts. But today, part of what's happened with social media, and this is not just, by the way, Russian-inspired bots and fake news. This is Fox News versus uh, the New York Times. Of, uh, see, 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 he he cannot stomach debate, and for him, debate is a different reality, and it's it's the truth for the left. They want to monopolize what we discuss. They want to monopolize what you see on TV. They want to monopolize what you hear on the radio. They want to monopolize the discussion. All the efforts, all the efforts to curb the Bill of Rights, including the First Amendment, come from the left. All the efforts, 
all the efforts to defy the constitutional order, which has created this magnificent society, works hand in glove, come from the left. And even though they essentially control the classrooms of this country with the NEA and the AFT, even though they essentially control most of the news platforms in this country, whether written, radio, or TV broadcast, talking about the news, even though the vast majority of the publishing houses out there are publishing liberal books, many more versus conservative books, even though they control the colleges and universities in this country, but for maybe a handful, you and I are creating a counter-reality. Because while they have stolen the word, resist, it is we, through our ideas, through our thinking, through our discussions, through our debates, it is we who are resisting a monolithic groupthink. That is the centralization of thinking. It is they who demand uniformity. It is they who demand conformity. We don't. We don't. Go ahead. If you look at these different sources of information, they do not describe the same thing. In some cases, they don't even talk about the same thing. And so it is very difficult to figure out how democracy works over the long term in those circumstances. Now, this is an odd thing. Democracy. I'll play along with the word democracy. It's really republicanism, but let's call it democracy. How does democracy work with all these divergent views and so forth? Ladies and gentlemen. It can't work without them. That's the whole point. It can't work without them. How can little d democracy work without divergent views? I mean, honest to God. Does he even know what he's saying? He's trying to dress up his radical ideological commitment to progressivism as a rational thought process. It is not a rational thought process. Progressivism is ideological. It's ideological. It is not based on human experience. It is ideological. They claim to be scientific, you know, the social sciences, behavioral sciences, political science, and so forth and so on, but they're not. Because people aren't scientific. I hope I'm not boring, you know, Media Matters or Raw Story or all the other goons out there. I'll be right back. See, the left wants you to believe that all conservatives, particularly in talk radio are just full of bluster. They're also conservatives, pseudo-conservatives, never Trumpers, who want you to believe the same thing. That if you don't write a post, and post it first thing in the morning, uh, to show everybody how sharp you are, 
and if other conservatives don't follow you, um, then these guys on talk radio, there's something wrong with them, you know. And yet, just look at the numbers. I happen to believe that conservatives are smart people. It's not easy to be a conservative in today's society. You actually have to think for yourself. You have to read. You have to consider history. For the progressive, it's very easy. It's all knee-jerk. History is irrelevant. Constitution's irrelevant. Declaration's irrelevant. The world begins today with my absolutely brilliant ideas. So, any moron can be a progressive. But to be a conservative, you have to be pretty sharp. You don't have to have the highest IQ in the world. Liberals don't. But you have to be able to really reason, to think things through. By the way, only tax evaders and cheats get in trouble with the IRS, right? No, false. And nobody knows this better than Optima Tax Relief. Mostly it's honest, hardworking Americans who for a number of reasons simply can't pay their tax bill. Like William, who owed $15,000 to the IRS with no way to pay. William didn't file his tax return because he didn't have any money. It was quiet at first. Then came the letters, followed by harassing calls from collection agencies and finally a letter to his employer. But by now the IRS had tacked on so much in interest and penalties, no way William could pay. Now if you can relate, Optima Tax Relief wants to help you. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are good people. People with families, homes, savings, and paychecks who need protection. Which is how we've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. And they're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Call Optima Tax Relief, 800-499-6300. I think Obama did us a favor, even though he didn't want his uh, comments public. Obviously, a number of people have leaked them. That does us a favor. Because what he thinks he's saying in quiet to a limited group is what he really believes. Cut four, go. One misperception people have about the public sector, at least at at the top levels of the federal government, people work harder than the private sector. I mean, I tell you, when I came out of the White House, everything looked like it was in slow motion. It felt like I was Neo in the Matrix. The reason is, Mr. President, or ex-president, because you're not doing anything in the private sector. You're not working. If you were running a small business and worried about your payroll, worried about paying Obamacare taxes, you'd be working 80 hours a week. See, Barack Obama has never really had a private sector job. So his entire experience is in community rabble-rousing, organizing against the country, running for office, and then winning office. That's it. The least experienced man to ever be president. And by the way, there's a whole bunch of Democrats lined up with similar experiences, that is, lack of real-world experiences, all young and so forth, who believe they're the next Barack Obama, God forbid. They're all lined up. Because as I say, to be a progressive, to be a leftist, you don't have to be sharp, you don't have to have experience. You don't even have to have a lot of ideas. 
They all say the same damn thing, don't they? You know, we conservatives, we fight with each other. I'm countering all this Obama stuff. That's what I'm doing this hour. We conservatives, we have fundamental agreements on principles. But we duke it out over particulars. Look at the Supreme Court. Same thing. Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, may agree fundamentally, but come out a different way. But look at the Democrats and the leftists on the court. They almost think and act exactly alike. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to remind you that... The Mark Levin Show is giving you a new way to listen to our program. You can now hear me on your Amazon Echo device. Now, I know some local stations are using my name to get people to sign up through their stations. It's fine, but I'd like you to sign up through my show. Here's how you do it. Just say, Alexa, enable the Mark Levin Show skill. That's it. Alexa, enable the Mark Levin Show skill. You'll connect with me instantly. After that, whenever you want, you know, to listen to the program, all you say is, Alexa, open Mark Levin Show. It's that simple. So one more time. Use your Amazon Echo device, those of you who have it. Just say, Alexa, enable the Mark Levin Show skill. Alexa, enable the Mark Levin Show skill. You'll you'll connect to me instantly. And then... Whenever you want to listen to the show, you can say, Alexa, open Mark Levin Show, and that's it. Now, if you need more information on this, you can go online to marklevinshow.com, marklevinshow.com. That's our website for our radio program, and use the search keyword Alexa. But it's really quite simple. Just do it now. If you have your Amazon Echo device, get on it, say, Alexa, enable the Mark Levin Show skill, And then forevermore, you just say, Alexa, open Mark Levin Show. I think you really ought to try that out. Also, March 7th is the second year anniversary of Levin TV on CRTV. So in honor of that date, we've set $20 off for the new Levin TV customers. Use promo code LEVIN2, L-E-V-I-N-2. So I wanted to point that out too. I want to continue with Obama because in continuing with Obama, you're using one of the most success, we are using one of the most successful, articulate uh, leaders of the radical progressives in this country, who's done enormous damage to our country. And the President of the United States, Trump, is spending half his time trying to undo what he did. Now listen to this. Remember, he's against balkanization, and we live in these different realities. Cut five, go. You and I can have an argument about climate change. You conclude, well, we're not going to stop you know, the Chinese and the Indians from 
burning a bunch of coal. It's gone on for a pretty long time. We're just going to have to adapt. Uh, and maybe we'll invent some new energy source in the nick of time. Uh, and that's why I'm opposed to the Paris Accords. And I'll come back and I'll say, well, no, you know, it turns out that if we just invest in some smart technology and we create a, a smart uh, regulatory framework. Now, stop, 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 stop. See, the vast majority of the American people are not involved in energy production. The vast majority of the American people are, have no idea how gasoline gets to the pump, how oil is used. They just use it. So when you have a slick salesman for progressivism saying, all we have to do is a little bit of this and a little bit of that, we can save the planet, lower the temperature, stop the ocean from boiling, the rising of the oceans, well, more of this and less of that. And look, we're willing to debate the particulars, but we're not willing to debate the fact of climate change. How is it, ladies and gentlemen, that all the great minds in human history missed climate change, as defined by the left? How did they miss it? How did Pastor miss it? How did Newton miss it? How did they all miss it? Only recently. Only recently. With the advent of the Obama administration. Actually, one administration earlier. Maybe two, I should say. With the advent of the Clinton-Gore administration. Did it suddenly become the case? That we have what they used to call global warming. Now we have climate change. And before that, of course, in the 70s, they called it global cooling. And so over the last 40 years or so, we've gone from global cooling to global warming. And now they said, yeah, we got to get this right. That is the propaganda to climate change. And if you don't buy into it, you're a denier of what? Science. So there they are. Taking a word to position their ideology. How can it be science when four decades ago we were freezing, when two and a half decades ago we were sweating to death, and now it's just climate change? That's not science. That's crap science. That's ideology. There's no amount of evidence, no amount of evidence, that will change Al Gore's thinking, Barack Obama's thinking, or this movement. None. It is a political movement. It is a political movement born of Marxists in Europe. We know when it happened. We know how it happened. It's an attack on capitalism, an attack on individual liberty, and an attack on representative government. Every aspect of government's involvement in this phony science called climate change is about controlling every aspect of what takes place in your automobile. What takes place in your home? What takes place in your business? That's what it's all about. That's their reality, to use Obama's term. And if you say, wait a minute, there's many scientists, tens of thousands, climatologists, biologists, archaeologists, meteorologists, on and on and on, who have a different viewpoint. It's dismissed. It's rejected. 
Just like American history is dismissed and rejected. Just like capitalism is dismissed and rejected. No amount of facts work. No amount of reasoning work. And yet, look how they position themselves. You're the Cro-Magnum. You're the Neanderthal. They, all they care about is science and facts. You, well, you refuse to learn. Go ahead. This is investment in clean energy. We can actually solve this problem now, and if we don't, it's going to be catastrophic. Solve what problem now? What is it exactly we're trying to do? Lower the temperature by one degree? What is? What are we trying to do here? What are we trying to do? Control the weather? Control the climate? Do you really believe we can control the weather and control the climate? That mankind can control the weather and control the climate? By burning less? Have you ever looked in the sky during the day? See that big yellow thing up there? It's called the sun. If the sun, figuratively, blinks in an odd way, the earth will burn. The earth will burn. The conceit of the left to believe that they have it within human power to alter the fate of the earth, to alter the universe, is the same conceit that they use when they try and control the individual human being and alter the characteristics of the human being and alter the individuality of the human being. Now you know why I'm taking the time to actually go through what Obama says, because he's never challenged, he'll never debate, and so I have no choice but to handle it this way. Go ahead. We can have that argument in our democracy, and through the marketplace of ideas, maybe arrive at, a, a, if not an optimal answer, at least a better answer than either of us could have come up with. He doesn't want a marketplace of ideas. He's already said that. He wants a marketplace of ideas within a box that he creates, an ideological box that he creates. That's what he wants. That's what the left wants. You can debate, but you're going to debate on our terms. You're going to debate within our arguments. But we can debate on how we address climate change. We just can't address the fact of climate change. Have you ever heard anything so stupid? Let me, let me tell you something. Progressivism, leftism, the real word ought to be utopianism, utopian statism, but I learned you gotta kinda play along and use their language or people get lost. When you listen to them speak, ladies and gentlemen, you realize that in trying to alter the language, trying to alter what we can discuss, trying to alter the nature of human thinking and so forth, trying to force us to conform to their ideology, you do realize how it stunts the mind. Progressivism stunts the mind. How progressivism limits the ability to think and learn and progress, oddly enough, because of the limitations and obstacles they put on you. Wait a minute, I don't think there's climate change. Let me tell you, oh, a denier over there. Denier, reject the guy. Reject him. That's it. He's a denier. 
You know, like the Holocaust denier. They got it. That's a denier. We're not going to listen to the deniers. Now, you want to debate on these terms? Okay, we'll listen. You know, it may not be the optimal answer, but at least we'll get an answer. But don't, don't deny. Don't deny our ideology. And it's across the board. Gun control. Wait a minute. I don't believe we ought to be banning rifles for Americans who are 18 to 21 years old. Because See this lady? See that guy? He's opposed to kids. That's right. He's opposed to kids. Something's wrong with that guy. And so progressive, progressivism is an attack on the human mind, on the ability to think, to articulate, to debate, to improve. It's an attack on the human mind. I want to thank Obama for doing this. I'm not done with him. We'll be right back. Jason, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Yes, sir. I, I admire you for coming in, uh, feeling as bad as you do, but I really need to think we, we have to have a debate about that universal basic income. It's, it's, it's got to be had because the next automation revolution is going to put a lot of Americans out of work. Gee, we've never had automation revolutions, have we, Jason? Have you heard of the Industrial Revolution? You yes, familiar with sir, that? That's, and that? You want to tell me about the Industrial Revolution? Well, it changed us from more of an agricultural country to a production country. And what did it create? A lot of jobs. Right. And off from basic steel, coal, all the rest, what did that create? Again, great, great stuff for America. But mm-hmm. if the the new workers, the new producers are artificial intelligence instead of humans, Americans, we might. Sir, I've that. been listening to this liberal claptrap <clears throat> about robots and new intelligence, and it's going to keep people out of work. Who's going to build the robots? I would hope Americans. Who's going? Okay, people. Who are going to maintain the robots? People. Mm-hmm. See, the problem with your thinking, and I don't mean this to be harsh, but the problem with your thinking is it's static. It's in a box. You can't see what's going to happen 50 years from now. Neither can I. Neither can anyone else. If you had said the computer will remove the need for human beings to think, and so we need to have minimum incomes, universal incomes for everybody, you would have been way, way off. If somebody had said, you'll be able to have a handheld device, or iPhones, but you'll have a handheld device, you can pretty much do anything with it. Look up anything with it and so forth and so on. Hey, maybe we don't need teachers. Maybe we don't need schools. Hey, maybe we don't need anything. Look at this. We can get it right on our handheld device. Well, that's not true. Not yet. People, people adapt. People progress. The only thing that gets in the way is government. There will always be jobs for people. may not be the same jobs. You know, we don't need people to build buggies anymore. We just don't. We don't need people to uh, to create petroleum lamps anymore. There's all kinds of things we used to build that we can't build anymore and we don't need anymore. The people will decide. So when the computer first came out, thank God we didn't have the mentality that, well, now that we have things that can think for us, we don't need to think for ourselves. Therefore, we don't need mathematicians. We don't need scientists. We don't need any of these things anymore. We don't need engineers. We have our computers. 
but we need people to operate the computers. We need people to input data into the computers. We need people to read the data from the computers. We need people to interact with people to decide what they want to do with the information. That's why this is all a bunch of crap. Well, I, 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 I will agree to that point, but a computer will eventually be able to do like administrative jobs better than an actual human. The vehicle... You're always going to need human beings. Always. But less and less, unfortunately. <coughs> well, then they'll do other things that, that require human beings, interaction with human beings. All right, anyway, Jason... Very, very interesting. <laughs> Excuse me, very interesting call. Thank you. I understand there is a fat little slob on the air <clears throat> who is mocking the fact that I have pneumonia, Mr. Producer. Did you hear this? Apparently he wants to run for office. I think he says that every three or four years to jack up his ratings. Well, I think he ought to Run. Run. Be the first time he ever ran. Go ahead and run. Who's stopping you? Little puke. Patrick Jerome, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? My name's Patrick. Um, yes, I'm it proud is. to be an American worker, backbone Thank of you. our nation. Amen. Uh, what you got? That's in the, that's in the gun issue. Um, the people with guns tell people without guns what to do. And Chairman Mao said... Um, you can only spread communism through a barrel of a gun. And I was, I called about the gun issue that in, in Mexico has stricter gun laws than even Canada. Can't buy a bullet unless you're a soldier or a cop. And those people don't have the ability to defend themselves. They're, and they have the highest per capita murder rate in the whole world. And the people, isn't, isn't that a great point? That is a great point. Go ahead. I want to hear more. The only people who, who, who would be happy to see us disarm would be our enemies. They, they would be very happy and, uh, the gulags mm -hmm. in the labor camps probably wouldn't be far behind, but we have the ability to defend ourselves, and, and it's it's a beautiful thing, and we shouldn't take it for granted. But um, Very well said, sir. I agree, and you're right. Not all, but I'm sure the vast majority of people who keep pushing gun control have chosen not to have guns for themselves. I bet you're right. Patrick, great call. I appreciate it. Dean, Columbia, South Carolina, the great WVOC. Quickly, go. Hi, Mark. Uh, honored to speak with you. One minute, brother. Go. So uh, my view on climate change, and Obama brought this up in, in uh, what you were going through of his speech, is climate change is compatible with conservative values. I, I feel like conser conservatism is about getting the government out of our way so that we can conserve the American sir, way sir, of sir, life. Sir, 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 sir. If I don't believe humans are responsible for climate change, how is climate change compatible with conservatism? No, I'm, I'm it, saying... It's called the sun. It's the sun. The sun determines the climate. Honestly, it has nothing to do with conservatism and everything to do with progressivism. I'll be right back. The voice of America. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. The founder of CT Shirts made a remarkable statement. Here's what he said. There's no point in making the finest shirt in the world if you charge a fortune for them. 
CT shirts are British styled from exceptionally smooth non-iron cotton. They come in your choice of colors, collar styles, sleeve lengths, and cuffs. Worker casual, tie or no tie, tucked or untucked. When you arrive in a CT shirt to work, client meetings, or after work cocktails with buddies, you look totally put together. CT shirts are for guys who want to dress smartly while saving money. So let's get started. One CT shirt normally costs a hundred bucks. Right now, you'll get three shirts. Three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. There's not another shirt like it. Now, if you hurry, 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. Here's what you do. And don't wait. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. That's ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ctshirts.com slash Levin. Mike, Salt Lake City, Utah, the great KKAT. Go. Excellent show, Sandy Mark. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Okay, you can't answer this. It's a statement in the form of two questions. But uh, oh. within one one day of the Florida shootings, it was announced that there were organized marches for students to march in the street demanding gun control. Who organized and funded them, and where were the organized marches for the adults in our country to march in the streets demanding protection for our children at school? Well, you make excellent points. I mean, I don't think those kids arrived on their own. And, of course, if you ask that, again, the media will say, what are you, not? What are you, a conspiracy theorist? No, we just want to know, why aren't you and the media inquisitive about it? And we know why. Because it's the same agenda as most of the progressives in the media. And you're also right. Where are the adults marching for their gun rights? Well, most of them are working and paying taxes and subsidizing their own demise uh, with big government. All right, Mike, appreciate your call. Derek, Preston, Washington State on the Mark Levin app and the state with that clown governor. Go ahead. It's an embarrassment, sir. It's an honor and a privilege. I love your books. The show Sunday night was outstanding. Uh, I'm calling. I'm sick and tired of masterminds uh, suggesting that law-abiding gun owners surrender our liberty and our rights because state and local officials like this lunatic Israel uh, fail to do their jobs. Now, you notice the more government fails, the more their demand for government. What's that all about? I uh, wish I had an answer for you, sir, but mm-hmm. uh, less government, like Reagan said, would be would be the answer to uh, most of our problems. And Exactly, and like Milton Friedman said, most of the problems we have from a societal perspective, not all, but yes. most, are as a result of government. Yes, sir, I agree wholeheartedly. All right, brother, thanks for your call. Michael, Long Island, New York, the great WABC, go. Hey, Mark Levin. That'd be I just me. got on to this radio station, and I just got into Sirius, and I'm loving this network. I have to tell you, I voted Republican. I'm more of an anarcho-capitalist libertarian, and I fall for these people's tricks over and over again. They, right. they need us to get rid of the Democrats. Please, they're a bunch of this, they're a bunch of that. They're, they're, they just want to expand the government. And then we get these characters in, and they do the same exact thing. And then the Democrats play the, the other end of the stick, and they do the opposite, and then it's it's just a, it's a cat and mouse game. And I'm chasing my tail, and every time I hear it, my stomach drops. And every time I hear these people going, 
but they're Republicans. They're better. No, they're not. Guess what they're doing? They're spending like Obama spent. They're doing the same thing. They're picking and choosing what laws are good laws when it comes to the guns, the Second Amendment. What do you mean? It says no one... Well, you have to admit this. You have to admit this. I think the Republican Party is uh, has an enormous uh, problem i really do which i talk about almost every night that it has lost its way that it's lost its core that said it is not the democrat party if the democrat party had its way today you know they would pass significant gun control measures even beyond what's being proposed you know full well that they'd be giving amnesty to millions and millions of americans of uh, of illegal aliens you know they would be further eviscerating the military and handcuffing law enforcement. I think where you and I agree is this. It's not enough to play defense. It's not enough to be 25% of what they are. At some point, if it doesn't turn around and the Republican Party is not the vehicle through which, the political party structure vehicle through which we can gain a little piece of our liberty back each day, then where do we go? What do we do? Because we're not going to get it back this way, which I think is primarily your point. Yes, it is. It's my exact point, Mark. And I want my liberty back. And I'm sick and tired of hearing this chipping away, this chipping away, this, these, these freaking gods that live on, in the Supreme Court, that we, we put them there so they can tell us what our freedoms are, so they can tell us what our rights are. Because they gave us our rights, Mark. They believe this. They didn't give us anything, Mark. They were our rights. We made them. They did not make us. We well claimed said. them, and now I feel like, you know what? They own us. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. Could be depressing because he's on Long Island, which has gotten so bad. I can remember when Long Island was Republican. Can't you, Rich? Those days are essentially gone. But Mark, there's this. Uh, those days are essentially gone. Scotland in Orlando, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. How old are you? I am 19 years old. All right. <laughs> So I just came back from Tallahassee. I'm on my way to Orlando, Florida, and there were a couple of bills being heard. One of them was um, to raise the age limit to buy assault rifles to 18 to 21, to ban bomb stocks, um, and they wanted to classify any mental illness um, to not be able to purchase an assault rifle. And the problem is is that I have ADHD and I have OCD, and technically that's classified as a mental illness. And so many people want to throw the word, if you have a mental mm-hmm. illness, you cannot purchase an assault rifle. You this is, this you. is a backdoor way for gun control. And I dare I say, let me ask you this, because you're very thoughtful. If you have these quote-unquote mental issues, um, I suspect they would argue that not only shouldn't you be able to get a gun, but if you have a gun, you should be required to surrender it. Exactly. If you're that dangerous and you already have a gun, some point they're going to argue that you need to surrender it. This is what I mean. Let's get down to definitions. And once you get down to definitions, you see how pathetic most of this stuff is. Exactly. And then my concern is who is going to decide what mental illnesses are classified as... Politicians and the courts. They decide everything. Politicians dressed up as judges and politicians dressed up as politicians. 
Yep, and that's exactly what I saw at Tallahassee. And I'm like, I know who not to vote for, and I know who to vote out. And it's mm-hmm. scary, the amount of people who they say they're not trying to get rid of the Second Amendment. They just want to get the guns out of scary people's hands. Yeah, right. The problem is, you can't be supporting the Second Amendment but wanting to get rid of You guns. are really good. It is an You are really sharp. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like saying, I'm not against the First Amendment. I just want to control MSNBC. That's all. What's the problem? They're toxic. They're dangerous. They do this. They do that. I don't, I don't want to control. Or, Obama, I don't, I don't want to control free speech. I just don't think talk radio is free speech. I think it's toxic. You know, we, uh, we ought to eliminate it. Exactly. And the thing is now, the, they love, and I love how Sam um, said it best. She said, you guys love, the liberal media loves when there is a horrible event. You guys don't love the horrible Oh, they get very angry when you say that, but... Look, it's not even a matter that they love these things. They exploit them. That's what the because liberal media does. Months, they, in two months, we're not going to hear from it until there's another mass shooting because they really don't care about it. Because if they cared about it, they'd be sitting in Washington and they'd be sitting at the politicians' offices every single day fighting for it. And instead, once it's no longer the fad and once the hashtag no longer exists and it's no longer a thing, they no longer care. Oh, yeah, they're on to the next uh, how do we control the people. All right, wonderful call. Hey, Scotland, don't hang up. I want to send you a copy of Plunder and Deceit, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. And great job. You sound great. Tim, Monument, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I just want to make a, a couple of points. Uh, I'm a veteran from the Army, 20 years retired, and I have my kids, and I took them to the range, and I got them concealed handgun license. My daughter is a high school uh, teacher in Denver, Colorado, and, and I want to point out a couple of things. One is you can't have teachers with weapons at schools because the school itself can't even afford to buy my daughter supplies. She has to go with her own money and buy school supplies to have to teach the uh, classes correctly. So my question is, how, who's going to buy her weapon? Who's going to buy oh, her come bullet? Come on, who's pal. Gonna... A weapon's two hundred bucks. A bullet is buck fifty. Don't don't hand me this cost issue. You know how much we spend on schools. I can't speak to your specific school and your daughter's situation. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars on our schools. The federal government pisses away two hundred billion dollars a year. But suddenly we can't find the money to protect our kids. We can find the money for the school lunch program, the breakfast lunch program, the dinner lunch program. We can find money for everything we want to find money for. We redistribute wealth to special interest groups. We subsidize businesses. But all of a sudden, there's not enough money. Who's going to give my daughter a gun? Why don't you give her a gun? Well, I did. I, I did. I bought her a gun. Well, there you go. But they, won't, but they won't let her take it to school. Well, that's a whole other issue, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right, sir. That's a whole other issue. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, Car Shield. You know, we love our 2010 Camaro. But it's reached that age where things, you know, they just start to go wrong. I don't worry about those problems anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection 
that can save you thousands for a covered repair. A new fuel pump costs over 500 bucks. Replacing a water pump, that's over $1,000. And if you need repairs to a control arm or torque converter, I have no idea what those things are. Most of you don't. But when they go under, when they break, then you know it's thousands of dollars, right? They even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, a lot more. Car Shield's the ultimate in extended coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly, so you don't have to get in between. Sign up today and get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get Now look, you have an older car, you know it's going to break down. Get covered by Car Shield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100. Mention code LEVIN. 800-CAR-6100. Code LEVIN. Or go to the website, carshield.com. Carshield.com. Use code LEVIN. That's L-E-V-I-N. Now, why do you want to use code LEVIN? Because you get 10% off. That's carshield.com. Code LEVIN. 800-CAR-6100. Code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. Steve, Tallahassee, Florida, the great WFLA. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? God bless you for what you do, man. Thank you, sir. I'm a veteran, United States Army. Yeah, thank I you for that. I have three children, two girls, 17 and 11. These politicians drive me crazy. My 17-year-old wants to move out at 18. She cannot own a weapon until she's 21. What are they thinking? That's mm-hmm. like throwing a sheep to lions. That's yep. the same as a no a, a no gun zone. It's the exact same thing. Gun and you know what, zone. sir? Can I can I because you another brilliant point. Callers are unbelievable today. Steve, is this not particularly anti-woman? Oh, some absolutely. big thug goes after a 19-year-old kid who happens to be a, a woman, a girl, a lady. They need guns to protect themselves. Absolutely. I started my children shooting when they were four. Of course, I was everything through it. Their experience at four was just to see the power and hear it and feel it, so it frightened them. Then they had respect forever since then. They don't. T- I could leave a gun sitting on the countertop. It will not get touched. Mm-hmm. All three of them shoot. One boy, two girls. This is asinine. I can't believe they're even doing this. This is a gun-free zone. Now, any predator decides, oh, he wants a a, a young girl, he knows in the state of Florida they're not going to be able to protect themselves. Isn't that unbelievable? And so why is the President of the United States supporting a new law that would prevent uh, people 18 to 21 uh, from owning a rifle? Why would he do that? I'm dumbfounded, Mark. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I... I love what he's doing. I voted for him because he was the best option. Uh, it wasn't my first option, but he's done some great things. God bless him. But this is, yeah. it, this is. Uh, I mean, I don't even have words for it. I have no words for it. Rick Scott, the same thing. Any politician, I mean, they they buckle like it's ridiculous. The Democrats cut them like a hot knife through butter whenever the issue comes up. Stand on principle. I'm a life member NRA, and the NRA says no to this. And it, I mean, it's I'm I'm at a loss for words. All right, my friend. Well, actually, your words were excellent, and I want to thank you because you made 
Absolutely a brilliant point, and I should have thought of it myself. I mean, I thought of it, and I've never mentioned it. And I want to thank Steve for that, which is, those of us who have daughters, those of you who have daughters, who are 18, 19, 20 years old, why shouldn't they be able to buy a pistol to defend themselves? Well, they can, Mark. Okay. Then why shouldn't they be able to buy a rifle? Well, you don't need a rifle to defend yourself. Well, you don't know that. Maybe you do. And maybe you need a quote-unquote semi-automatic rifle to defend yourself. Maybe you're not as strong as two or three men who are breaking into your home to burglarize your home or do worse. Maybe you need 20, 23, 30 rounds. Maybe you're not a great shot. And maybe those three men, maybe they only have 10 rounds each. Well, maybe you need 30 rounds. They have 30 rounds. I mean, I could go on and on with the scenarios around here. Let us hope that the conservative women's groups start to speak out about this. Maybe they are, but I don't see them all over TV. Like the left-wing kooks, kooks, dump that. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full hour left. You can tell I'm just raring to go, just getting going. And I look forward to you uh, being with us in the final hour. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here in our final hour. Our number, 877-381-3811, By the on Fox News at 10 p.m. next Sunday is going to be a full hour with House Intelligence Committee Chairman Nunes, Devin Nunes. And we will cover territory that hasn't been covered before in a way that is thorough and comprehensive, which will allow us to walk through these various events, come to our conclusions with you during the course of the hour. So it won't be a quick hit or two segments and so forth. We're going to take our time and go through it. So I hope you'll uh, you'll hope I'll join uh, you'll join us next Sunday. Also, Levin TV tonight is great. It's a great Levin TV. I hope you'll check us out. You can call eight four four Levin TV eight four four L E V I N TV. Now I want you to hear Andrea Mitchell. I know, I know, waterboarding, but still, I want you to listen to this on MSLSD today. Hat tip, newsbusters. Cut seven. Go. At the same time, though, if the guns were not available to an 18 or a 19 year old uh, that could be one step if the guns did not exist you would not have had the you know the terror the massacre that you had you can talk about mental health and other restrictions and everything is part of this this uh, mosaic but the guns are the differentiator here I'm sorry can we hear that again, or or is this a pretend Andrea Mitchell? Because this sounds more idiotic than usual. Go ahead. At the same time, though, if the guns were not available to an 18 or a 19-year-old, uh, that could be one step. If the guns did not exist, you would not have had the 
you know, the terror, the massacre that you had. You can talk about mental wow. health. Wow. And if knives didn't exist, we wouldn't have people killed with knives. And if cars didn't exist, we wouldn't have people killed with cars. And if fertilizer didn't exist, we wouldn't have people killed with fertilizer. And if tanks didn't exist and airplanes didn't exist, if bullets didn't exist, if missiles didn't exist. You see, ladies and gentlemen, between her ears is a paradise, is a utopia that doesn't exist outside her ears. And stupid talk is considered smart talk on TV today. Certainly on MSLSD. So if the guns didn't exist, people wouldn't be killed. Which guns? Does anybody believe Andrea Mitchell owns a weapon or has ever owned a weapon? Of course not. Because she talks like somebody who's ignorant. Because she is ignorant. I no more need to hear from her about guns than I need to hear from her about uh, hemorrhoids. Which maybe the left knows a lot about, actually. Now, it's with great sadness that I'm going to play a couple more audios. I got to know Brian Mast when he was running for Congress, maybe slightly before. Man's a, a hero. He's a combat hero. He lost both of his legs in combat. And I like him very much. I still like him very much. And he's in a district in Florida. I have a home in this district. Which is Republican enough, I believe, that he doesn't have to do what he's doing. So this is very troubling to me, but it also shows you when people come to Washington, what happens? Allison Camerata works for CNN. She used to work for Fox. She used to be fairly conservative. Now she's a lunatic leftist. It's like Scarborough, lunatic leftist. you got to put it on your resume to work for those cable channels. I'm a lunatic leftist. Okay, good. Are you as crazy as Rachel Maddow? Oh, more. Oh, good. Cut eight, go. Did you feel this way about calling for an assault weapons ban before Parkland? You know, the, the impetus for me writing that op-ed was really, I was sitting around with my family. I was out at a public place. I was watching my kids play in a pool with probably a 100 other kids. And I was thinking about what had just happened in Parkland. But I'm looking around at the, the situation around me and saying, this is very similar to what happened in Las Vegas. I was concealing and carrying my 9mm right at that moment, as I normally do. But I'm saying, myself and my family and all of these other kids down here are sitting ducks to the next, you know, Stephen Paddock, who conducted that, that assault in Las Vegas, we have to do something about this. We have to protect our communities, our theaters, certainly our schools. That's where the, where the conversation has really been. But this goes well beyond schools also. So, so far, I'm not sure what he's wanting to do. Apparently, he wants some kind of a ban on semi-automatic weapons. Cut nine, go. But you're so interesting to talk to, Congressman, because you just have so many credentials, okay? So you have an A rating from the NRA. Um, you, as we've said... Now, let's are- stop there. See, this is the problem. Allison Camerata won't bring on a wounded or a handicapped veteran who has an A rating from the NRA 
who rejects her and rejects this whole gun control thing. Anyway, go ahead. You're a Republican. You have a firearm. I mean, obviously, you know how to use one. You did so in combat. And so what do you say to the argument that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun that matches his? Now, now, let's stop. See how she mocks? We have these people on TV that don't have weapons, that don't know how to name weapons, don't know what weapons are used for what, don't don't know a a damn thing between a trigger and a barrel and and so forth and so on. But Brian Mass knows. Go ahead. I know all of these detractions. You know, the fact that there there is no evil firearm. That is the truth. There are evil people and there are good people, and that firearm is a function of it. And you do have to be able to stop a bad guy with a good person with that capability. But I look at this tactically, and like I said in that situation with my 9mm, I don't want to die because of a lack of shooting back one day, but I can tell you that we don't conceal and carry AR-15s. So if I'm not concealing... No, no, Brian, we don't conceal and carry AR-15s. And given all the interaction we have as Americans in this country and swimming pools and schools and all the rest, uh, the likelihood of being killed with an AR-15 is the likelihood of being hit by lightning, quite frankly. Even less. Even less. And we can't put a bubble around all of our kids and our grandkids. There are certain places that need to be secured because we compel them to go into these facilities. They're there in large numbers. And they're there in large numbers and they're unprotected. And evil people know it. That said, and sadly, an American is more likely to die in a car accident than being shot by an AR-15. 550 people last year were killed by a rifle. A smaller percentage of that 550 were killed by an AR-15. Brian Mass knows this. He knows this. He also knows there's many of us with children and grandchildren. And we know it too. Go ahead. That, that means that I'm at a very specific tactical disadvantage for anybody that's coming at me with that kind of firepower. Okay, cut 10. Go ahead. Are your Republican colleagues receptive? Many of them are. Many of them have come up to me, you know, kind of more so one-on-one, a little bit quietly. You know how that is. They're not out there, you know, necessarily wanting to have this conversation in front of everybody. But they're saying, hey, good job on you. Good job in taking a stand. Good job in saying that. How is that playing? What are people saying to you back in your district? They're really wanting to know what is the reception about, you know. Isn't this interesting what he's saying here? Members of Congress come up to me, essentially, right? And they're whispering. I don't want to say this publicly, but good for you, you know. Tell me more, tell me more. So now we have members of Congress who seek to defy their constituency. They want to defy their constituency. Because now they're in Washington and they know better. Because Brian Mast is sitting at a pool with his kids and decides if some guy shows up with an AR-15, I can't defend this pool even though I have a 9mm and a carry license. That means that we should ban all semi-automatic weapons. That means we should ban all semi-automatic rifles. That means we should have age limits, 18, 19, 20 years old.
men who Brian Mass fought with or next to, beside. Does that make sense to anybody? Again, I'm not mocking. He's a hero. I am objecting. I am objecting, and CNN, of course, will use him to the hilt. They won't bring in any other vet, combat-wounded vet, who supports the Second Amendment, and say to that combat-wounded vet, who's fighting off the attack on the Bill of Rights, are any Democrats agreeing with you? Any Democrats talking to you? Any Democrats saying, you know what, we agree with you, but we can't comment on it? It wouldn't even occur to the idiot camarada to do that sort of thing. It wouldn't even occur to the idiot Don Lemon to do that kind of thing. It wouldn't even occur to the idiot Wolf Blitzer to do that kind of thing. Because they're ideologically driven. Go ahead. About what I've said, and of course you can imagine, that's been a very mixed bag. Yes, we can imagine. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. From one Republican to another. Gun control. Now we go to Lindsey Graham on Capitol Hill. Don't control the border, in essence. We have illegal aliens. They broke the law. And they should get legalization and then citizenship. And if they don't, we will destroy the Republican Party. Now this moron must not be looking all over the country. As a result of legal and illegal immigration, and then chain migration, California could be a permanently Democrat party. The party that gave us Ronald Reagan. The party that George H.W. Bush, Bush 41. The state that George H.W. Bush won. If you can believe that. 1988. It's turned Virginia. It's turned Colorado. It's turned Nevada. It's on the precipice of turning Florida. One community after another. He wants to talk politics and immigration. I'm happy to talk it. Here he is. Another idiot Republican. Cut 12, go. If we did nothing and just ended DACA and did nothing else and a lot of these young people start getting deported, then that that, that would destroy the party. So I don't think that's... Let's, let, let's just stop there because the man is glib. And thin on substance. We have a court that insisted that the President of the United States continue, continue with DACA. Even if the President doesn't want to continue it. Even though it's unconstitutional. Even though it was put in place five years ago by Barack Obama because he couldn't get legislation through. Clearly violates separation of powers. The Supreme Court well, they said, oh, you know, we're kind of busy here. You know, we got our conference meetings. Uh, I got a tuna on rye and, uh, you know, and uh, Sonia over there, she's got this. And, uh, and of course, Breyer, you know, he likes uh, whatever, his spaghetti and meatballs. And then, you know, the other one likes peanut butter. They're very busy in their little conference room. They don't have time to deal with, you know, the plebes out there, their annoyances. And so a court has ordered the president to continue processing applications for so-called DACA members. So Lindsey Graham is lying, he is deceiving, 
and he knows full well that they're not going to be deported. Moreover, the President of the United States, even if the courts hadn't ruled, said he's not going to deport them. Lindsey Graham is not a serious person. Go ahead. Uh, a viable option. The options are to one or two year punt it down the road. Dude. All right, that's enough. Why does this guy, why is he a mouth, a spokesman for you and me? Why is he a spokesman for you and me? When his position is no different than Luis Gutierrez, his position is no different than Chucky Schmucky Schumer, his position is no different than the most radical elements in the Democrat Party. Yes, Lindsay. And yet, he's the spokesman. He's the expert on immigration. Now, tell me if he doesn't sound like little Dick Durbin from Illinois. Here's little Dick right here on the Morning Joe yesterday show. The Morning Schmo. Cut 13. Go. We thought that the president's main goal was to build a wall from sea to shining sea. All right, uh, stop. Hey, idiot. Nobody ever said he's building a wall from sea to shining sea. So stop with your sarcastic, sarcastic mockery. Go ahead century answer to a 21st century problem. Oh, it's a uh, 19th century answer to a 21st century, 20th century problem. Is that what he said? Where do they come up with these stupid one-liners? Now, that 19th century answer has saved the lives of Israelis. It has saved the lives of people all over the world. So Dick Durbin says, no wall from sea to shining sea. No wall. And because Dick Durbin has nothing but earnest motives. Nothing but integrity. Now, Goober just said, I mean, Lindsey Graham just said that if the Republicans don't give illegal aliens what they want, essentially, their children and their adults, then the Republican Party's over. So he's all politics and he's a fool. Durbin, he says, he says that we got well, no wall. So he saw politics because he knows that most of these people are going to vote Democrat. Look, it's just what it is. So for Mr. Graham and Mr. Durbin, it's all about politics. They, oh, they dress it up as a humane position. It's not humane. Go ahead. It turns out his goal is the deportation of dreamers. He wants to see these... Wait, 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 wait a minute. The deportation of dreamers? No. No, say it ain't so. The deport... Do we actually deport people still? I'm curious about that. Do we deport people? I mean, they all are members of families, you know. You people out there, you want to break up families? Do you favor deportation? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to break up families. Now, I've said it over and over again so the backbenchers can now repeat it, and they do. When you put parents in prison, you break up families. If somebody violates a tax law, I mean, look at what Mueller's doing. He wants to put people in prison. Does it matter for it have children and grandchildren? You're going to break them from his family? Why? Doesn't this guy Gates have children and grandchildren? Doesn't Flynn have children and grandchildren? No, you won't hear these guys say, whoa, wait a minute. We can't put them in prison. What are you going to do? You're going to break them from their own family members. And I'll tell you what. What most of these men have done, who Mueller's investigating, false statements and so forth and so on, 
When somebody comes here illegally, that to me is worse. What do you think of that? Ooh, what did he say? I said that to me is worse. I'll be right back. Conservative voice, the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, by now you've probably heard me talk about Levin TV, our show over at CRTV. What you might not know is that we're coming up on our second anniversary of the launch of Levin TV, and we want to make sure everyone gets to celebrate with us. So here's what we're going to do. Through March 7th, we're offering $20 off the cost of an annual pass to CRTV for any new subscriber when you use promo code LEVIN2. That's L-E-V-I-N and the number 2. That's less than 7 bucks a month. Not only will you get to watch every episode of LEVIN TV, and there's now well over 400 of them, including tonight's, which is great. You'll also get to watch shows from hosts like Andrew Wilkow, Phil Robertson, Steve Crowder, Michelle Malkin, and many, many more. My man, Dan Bongino, you'll get to watch news and commentary and analysis from a team of conservatives who you can trust. Switch to the only network that was specifically created to take on the liberal mainstream media. CRT is available on your favorite devices, always commercial-free and driven by one thing, the truth. And you can watch it on Roku, too, if you have a smart TV. So give us a call. 844-LEVIN-TV. I really want you to call them. They'll tell you all about it over there. Our, our operators are wide open. They are professionals. They are friendly. They believe in customer service. They'll get you set up very, very quickly so you can catch tonight's show. That's 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. All right. Let's see who we have here. Oh, for, oh there it is. It's going to... Complain about my computer. Sean, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark. First of all, I want to thank you for your show. I've been listening to you for two years, and um, I've learned more from you in the last two years than I have in my whole entire education process. Thank you, sir. Um, also, um, I, wanted, I wanted to say two things. First of all, how is it that my 17-year-old son can early enlist in the military and upon graduation go into boot camp? And yet, uh, he cannot um, purchase a firearm. Well, a rifle. They want to ban yeah, the rifles. A, a rifle. You have to ask President Trump that question. And yet, he can be issued a, a, a fully automatic, depending on what his MLS is, by the military. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to have to ask the president. I don't get it. I don't agree with it. I mean, the greatest mass murder that I'm aware of in American history uh, with uh, guns was committed by a 64-year-old. And you didn't hear anybody talking about banning guns for anybody 64 and older. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they vote. That's why. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Let's continue. William, Merrill's Inlet, South Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Great show. Um, I just want to make a couple of points about the school shooting, but also, um, you know, why, why didn't we hear the cries of gun control with all the other shootings that have happened? And all of a sudden now well, we have. We no, we did. No, actually, we did, in my view. And 
but it's reached a crescendo here. Crescendo. Um, Go ahead. And then um, also, I was on the phone with my friend while he lives across from the school down there in Parkland, and mm-hmm. I was on the phone right when the, when the shooting was happening, and um, and he's then he saw the brown. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You're on the phone with your friend who lives yeah, he, across the street from the school. Yeah, he lives there. He lives right across the street. And while you were on the phone with your friend, you heard the shooting. No, he said that he said he heard what's the going shooting. on at the school, and all of a sudden. Um, there wasn't anybody there yet. Then here came the, you know, the Broward Sheriff's officers, and mm-hmm. then they went in. And he asked one of them. He said, "What's going on?" He said, "There's a school shooting." So, um, but the thing is, with that, I, you know, I used to live in Broward County, the uh, the Broward Sheriff's office, and I'm not saying it's right. You know, I would have went in if, 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 you know, if I was there with the gun. But the protocol is to wait for the SWAT, and that's exactly what they were doing. That's why they. All right, sir, sir, sir. Then why did the sheriff say he was disgusted with what he saw from that deputy sheriff? Because the protocol the protocol is not to wait for SWAT. If there's an active shooting situation going on in a school, you don't wait for SWAT. Yeah. I don't know of that in any community. And I was, but I was also on the phone when the SWAT was coming. He's all right, sir. I'm glad you were on the phone when you heard all this stuff. I'm answering your question. When you have an active shooting situation, and you're the deputy police, and you're the deputy sheriff. And you're the sheriff for that school or those community schools. You don't wait for SWAT to come, otherwise you're pointless. I would have waited. You didn't have to be. All right, thanks for your call. I'm not even following this discussion, to be honest with you. I didn't ask if you would go in, sir. I'm talking about protocol. Lewis, Torrance, California, the great 8:70 a.m. The answer. Go. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go right ahead. Sorry about that, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for all that you do for our nation. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And I absolutely agree with you with the Andrew Mitchell idiotic comment and the fact that uh, you also said that a lot of things can kill people. The crazies can use absolutely anything to kill people. And uh, as you said, the number one killer is automobiles. And uh, and people drive. And, and, and the number one killer is automobiles, and the government mandates that they get lighter and lighter and lighter, which right. makes them less safe, less safe, and less safe. And people run red lights and kill people. And I can't believe it that we are not boycotting with liberal logic, automobile manufacturers association. Well, here's what they say. They they think they came up with an answer for that. They say automobiles are not built to kill. Guns are built to kill. My answer is, I don't care why they're built. Oh, yeah, definitely, but uh, you can kill more people with an automobile, as, as many times it's shown, or, or any kind of transportation device. Uh, in, in and, and moreover, their solutions aren't going to save anybody. Not they're not going to save anybody. And the constant liberal logic will be applied to almost anything. You can use that same logic... If automobiles kill, manufacturers are are responsible. Therefore, ban and boycott those manufacturers. That's All right, sir. Thank you for your call. Good point. Raymond, Keene, New Hampshire, Sirius Satellite. Go ahead, please. Yes, Mark, it's a pleasure to talk to you for the second time. I am a concealed carry holder. Plus, I even worked in a gun shop for a couple of years. And it really... 
upsets me that everybody goes to a gut reaction, even our so-called good professors and educators, who's always taught us for 12 years in school to be problem solvers. Look at the problem. And they think taking away the guns is going to be the first thing that's going to happen. But look at how many knife stabbings in schools in China. You look on the Internet, there's been several knife stabbings. They don't knife- care. They don't care. They have access to the same information. All they do is come up with some talking point to try and counter it. What bothers me is when we elect people to office, who all of a sudden they get uh, an epiphany when there's a shooting and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I just got to thinking. I was at a swimming pool with my kids. What if this happened? Didn't he get to thinking after Columbine? Didn't he get to thinking after Las Vegas? So you get elected and now you get to thinking? Very troubling. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I'm 59. If you go back when we was in school, we didn't have this kind of problem. So, like I said, educators tell us, ask questions, do your research. What, what's causing these kids wanting to kill their fellow classmates? Something has happened. Go back to the 80s when they started going after discipline. You hear all these news reports about parents being arrested for child abuse. And then they started going after the teachers and principals and taking away capital punishment. So you, you take away punishment and discipline. And you have kids going to school that are unruly, uncontrollable. And what do they do? They want to send them to a psychiatrist and medicate them. I, I finally heard somebody say something about the CDC is going to start doing research. But that's, that's what needs to be talking about. Why are kids, because if you take away the guns, that's not going to solve the problem. The kids are. All right, my friend. I got it. JP, Murphy's Barrow, Tennessee, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Mark Levin. Yes, sir. You are a Vulcan. You know that. <laughs> a Vulcan? What is it, yes, Star Wars? Because... No, 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 no. Not, not from that standpoint. Yes. Because I'm an electrical engineer, yeah. and logic, everything you say is logical. So that's why for a person like me, it's very easy and very um, important for me to listen to you. But mm-hmm. I want to I get my point because I know you're a very busy man. Go ahead. And I... I have to say, I got turned on to you by Sean Hannity years ago, and ever since then, I listened to you on WLAC in Nashville, and now I have XM, and wherever I am, I listen to Mark Levin. Thank you. Because you you are a Vulcan. I appreciate that. I love what you preach about the Constitution and laws, because I'm a a bits and bites guy. But you know what? You're a bits and bites guy, and yet according to this... Left-wing kook criminal front group, Media Matters, and this left-wing kook website, Raw Story, whatever it is. I never had heard of it before. America's bored with these discussions. Yet my ratings don't show that. Yet our books don't show that. Yet you, my beloved audience, you don't show that. JP is an electrician. See, I think the left wants to distract us. The left wants us to constantly debate them on their terms in their phony reality. I refuse. I appreciate that immensely. So what I call, I told your call screener, I, I'm a grandpa. I'm 60 years old. I was born in California. Yeah. I migrated to Tennessee 22 years ago. It was the best thing that ever happened for me and my family. But when I migrated, I left. I voted for Jimmy Carter. I apologize. But I left 
my liberal voting habits in California. What bothers me and worries me more than anything is you have all of these liberals that are that messed up their states in New York and New Jersey and California and Illinois and now they've decimated their states. They're moving to Tennessee and the Carolinas and Texas and they're bringing their voting habits with them and now they're going to destroy our states. I know the gun shooting thing is a tragedy uh, and there's other things in the news, all this craziness with the president. But what worries me more than anything, because we are a nation of states that we're losing the sanctuaries of Tennessee, of Texas, of North Carolina, of South Carolina. No, I think you're right. We're losing our red states. Uh, and that's the whole goal. That's the whole goal of this immigration move by the Democrats, quite frankly. Do you think the Democrats give a damn anymore about foreigners coming into their country and their kids and they do the American citizenry and their kids? Seriously. They go out there and they, uh, they play their violins for us. They talk about humanity and human rights and aren't we all people and so forth. Look how they treat the American citizen. And then you have willing dupes like Goober from South Carolina who play right into this. For the Democrats, it's all about power. This is where you, what you need to know. Some people say it's about money. No. It's about power, power, and more power. When it's about money, it's to get power. That's all they care about. To understand the progressive ideology is to understand power. They support elections if they get the results they want. They oppose elections if they don't. Then they use the permanent bureaucracy, and they use the lifetime-appointed judges, many of whom are appointed by them, to advance their agenda. So even when you win an election, you ultimately lose. This is the problem. You know what we call this, sir? We call it tyranny. I want to thank you for your call. A very, very excellent call. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, folks, let's listen, because I think this is important. It's not a typical message. When is the last time you checked your HVAC filter? I know, like I said, it's not a typical message. I know it's not exciting, but it's important. Not properly maintaining your system can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, leading to costly repairs, even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system. Resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in the United States. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, other allergy-aggravating pollution, while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never need to think about air filters again. I strongly encourage this. They show up. You pull out their dirty ones, throw them away. You put the clean ones in. You don't have to go to any of these warehouse stores. You don't even have to give it a second thought. And then you'll know you have cleaner air in your home. Save money, same time, breathe better with filterby.com. 
That's filterbuy.com, filterbuy.com. It's really so simple. It's really so simple. Have you checked your filters lately? It's simple. You pull them out, look at them, and you'll see what they look like. Crud. And that stuff's being blown throughout the house, particularly during the winter. Filterby.com, filterbuy.com. Mr. Producer, near the end of the program, so of course my computer punks out on me. Give me a couple of good callers, would you? Nick in New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Uh, great to talk to you. Um, thanks for everything you do for our country. Um, Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm a recent college grad from a small private liberal arts college, and uh, so I have many liberal friends. Um, and my question is, uh, how do we argue against those who say that the Second Amendment is just an amendment, meaning it can be changed and it should be changed? Well, if they want to change it, they need to change an amendment with an amendment. So tell them, why don't you try amending the Constitution? You can't change an amendment with a lesser law. Otherwise, the Constitution's irrational. The whole process is irrational. So I would say to them, if you believe your position is, is so uh, fabulously popular in America, then get two-thirds of the members of the House and two-thirds of the members of the Senate to vote to change the Second Amendment. They can send it to the states, which through the state legislatures or a convention of the states, can then vote by three-fourths to change the Constitution. So if they're so brilliant and this is so fabulously uh, popular, you want to change the Constitution, you do it the old-fashioned way. That's the answer. It, it seems like they they think of the the uh, the amendment as more of suggestions than actual. Well, then I mean, you know, <clears throat> you either have to set them straight or find new friends. <laughs> I like to keep my mind open, but well, you tell them the rule of law is not a suggestion. Yeah. You know, ask them, why do you, why do you not go through a red light? Well, because it's the law. Right. It's not a suggestion. But the law of the land is the Constitution. And they, the Constitution has red lights too. And you're not allowed to go through those red lights. Politicians are not allowed to go through the red lights in the Constitution. The Constitution exists for you and me, not them. The Bill of Rights exists for us against the federal government. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Is that No, but then you explain it to them. Yeah. You explain it to them. Yeah, I try. It's hard for them to All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a copy of Liberty and Tyranny, the original Liberty and Tyranny. Don't hang up. It was a great call. Thank you. Boy, I'm feeling better. I think I'm coming out of this pneumonia. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless each and every one of you. I will see you tomorrow. Check out Levin TV and be safe.